the historic bells of Albany City Hall. Welcome to Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. And welcome to a new edition of Albany Street. I'm Brian Katie, your host, and hope you're staying warm as temperatures are starting to get a little colder as this is for December the 4th, 2022. Uh, we have a very special guest here today. He is the town supervisor for Clifton Park, somebody I've gotten to know and, you know, we've worked together on and off a little bit for almost a decade now, which, thinking back, makes makes us seem very very deja vu all over again in a way. Right. Uh, my good friend Phil Barrett. Phil, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Brian. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, good to see you, too. Uh, first off, let's just kind of give a little overview as to how you got into politics. Like, Was it something that you thought of as you are going through high school and college, or is this just something that developed over the years? Yeah, no. Uh, through high school and college, I didn't have any inclination uh, or desire to get into politics or run for office. I, I think it started when I... When I got out of college, got my first job, started paying taxes, then I started paying a little closer attention. And, uh, you know, I know that happens with a lot of folks, but started paying uh, closer attention to politics in general, our government. Thought I could make a, a much bigger difference on the local level as opposed to, obviously, national issues. So I, I became involved locally. And uh, ran ran for office for the first time as town supervisor in 1999. So uh, it's been a while, but uh, it's a two-year term, run 12 times, and uh, here we are today. Since 99 means you're you're, you're you say every two years. <laughs> so that means you come up for re-election next year. We'll we'll we won't touch on that at least not yet. But how do you feel like about? The service you, you've had there and what's the changes you noticed, whether it be within the demographics of the, the people within the town, Clifton Park, all the growth that's been going on. How do you feel about what the changes you've seen over almost a quarter century there? Well, it's interesting. Yeah, um, I, I, I was uh, proud to serve in the military for a short period of time. And recently, uh, Shen Schools had a, an event where they had people that served in the military go in and talk to students. And it's interesting to tell them I've been in office since uh, 2000, January 1st. And of course, that was before any of them were born. And I tell them that was even before the iPhone. So uh, the changes have been enormous, societally, technologically. The changes have just been incredible when you think back through the years. Uh, And as far as locally, you know, we we had a lot of goals back in 2000. Some thought they were maybe more lofty than they should have been. However, uh, as time went by, I think we, we stayed focused on the important issues and priorities of the people of Clifton Park. And when you consider where the town is compared to where it was 20 years ago, it's uh, it's come a long way in, in every metric that you could uh, measure, and we're very proud of that. And we're going to continue to do what we can to make the town a great place. You compare the growth of Clifton Park to the the surrounding areas of the Capital District, whether it be Albany, Schenectady, Troy, Saratoga. I know you're part of Saratoga County, obviously. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, not just the job you've done, but the job of those that have worked around you and the other business leaders within Clifton Park, how do you feel like things have changed and progressed in a way in Clifton Park that maybe compares to the other surrounding areas and how you and the town of Clifton Park hold up to them? Well, the first thing you have to do is understand what you are what you're good at and what you're not, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, and then and then have a plan. The town had a lot of strengths, so we wanted to certainly capitalize on that. 
we had a lot of weaknesses as well. So we, we've worked hard to, to fix those weaknesses and improve things in different areas. And uh, the combination of the both has, has worked very well, but again, with careful planning along the way. It's extremely important now with business cycles. You know, 23 years ago when I first took office, business cycles might be 10, 15, 20 years. Now it's five years seven years, in some industries, six months. So if you're a municipality that's not staying on top of things and not consistently evolving and planning for the next phase of investment, uh, you're going to fall behind. So we, we've continued to plan and look toward the next phase. In 2000, my focus was filling the many empty retail areas that we had. We had empty stores. We had uh, a lot of empty retail front. The mall was half empty. So that was the focus. But as we get into 07, 08 and online shopping's growing, I start to think, well, geez, you know, we, we're very dependent on retail right now. And in the future, that might not be a good thing. So we need to diversify. And that's when we started to attract hospitality and healthcare and uh, and, a, and some residential in the Exit 9 area. And as we've diversified our economy now, we have great jobs and incredible services close to home. When I first took office, everybody said, oh, we have, we have to go to Albany, Schenectady, Detroit to, to shop and go to, the, go to the doctor. And now we have all that close to home. And it's been incredibly important for our tax base. It's obviously made things more convenient for residents. And uh, we've been able to grow our Exit 9 area, which pays for our other programs, our 1,700 acres of open space that that we've permanently preserved, adding many parks to our parks and recreational network, 17 plus miles of new trails. Uh, along our roads and in our parks. Those bring incredible value to to your town, but they're very expensive. But our Exit 9 area is booming. It's doing great, and that's what helps pay for it. Go to Park Town Supervisor Phil Barrett joining us here on Albany Street. Now, as a big-time sports fan, I have to take a quick sidestep here for a second because you have two sons who have gone on, and you have one currently a sophomore in college, one who's already graduated. Right. They both played Division I soccer. Yeah. I, I have to ask, what's it like being the parent of not one, but two D1 athletes? Like, How how much time and effort goes into that and trying to balance that, of course, with the schedule you have as a town supervisor? It's got to be a little bit nutty. It's crazy. <laughs> it definitely at least it hope that at least it hope that your 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 oldest of the two was at Siena, so that was local. Yes, your yeah. other one who's a sophomore, he's down at St. Joseph's University in the in the Pennsylvania. So Philly, yeah. that's a little that's a little harder. <laughs> no, it, it is a lot because I'm also on the Saratoga County Board of Supervisors. You know, we have a different governmental structure in right. Saratoga County. So yep. if you're a, an elected supervisor in a mus- municipality, you're also automatically a member of the Saratoga County Board of Supervisors. Many counties have a separate county legislature. We do not. So there's that role. So I have a lot of responsibilities at the county. Currently, I'm chairman of Health and Human Services, which that's that's been, you know, the number, itself. number one topic in uh, in America, never mind Saratoga County over the last couple of years, uh, health and human services and public work. So uh, I have a lot of responsibility at the county as well. You know, it's like everything else, Brian, if, you, if it's worth it to you and you want to do it, you'll find the time. And even though my job requires a lot of nights and weekends, I told my kids when they first started playing sports, I will do whatever I have to do. To, to pay the bill for you to play, 
to get you where you need to be as long as I see the effort. As soon as I don't see the effort, forget it. And, you know, they just, they just always put forth the effort. I, I, I give them a lot of credit. My, uh, my older boy, you know, he's, he's living down in Charlotte now, which is kind of unfortunate. I wish he was still around here. But, you know, uh, he's, he's a driven kid, and he's 26 now. He wanted to get good at golf, so he joined a country club. He got down to a, an eight handicap. He wanted, all of a sudden, he wanted to do a marathon, so he's doing one next week. So he's, uh, you know, they're driven, thankfully. And I, I can't take credit for that. I don't know how it happened, but they are driven. Hey, even though he's not around here, at least it's a good vacation spot if you want to go down to some warmer weather, <laughs> especially the next couple of months. It might pay off a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. All right, quick timeout. We get back. We'll get into our second and final segment with Clifton Park Town Supervisor Phil Barrett right here on Albany Street. The historic bells of Albany City Hall return us to Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. And welcome back to Albany Street. I'm Brian Katie, your host, joined by Clifton Park Town Supervisor Phil Barrett. And just want to transition from uh, mm-hmm. into th- different things here. And first thing i got to ask is just because I've been following you on Facebook for the longest time, going back to when we originally were working together on and off, uh, like 2014, 2015. Right. Do you have like an Eagle Scout ceremony every month? <laughs> like it seems like there's an Eagle Scout coming out of the Clifton Park area every single month of the year because I'm always seeing you at these different ceremonies for them. And it's just it's a little crazy out there. Some months it's uh, multiple. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's another one coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. So, yeah, scouting is very strong in Clifton Park. Uh, the, there's several troops. They have very good numbers, and they work very hard to get their kids to the final end zone, if you will, which is becoming an Eagle Scout. It's uh, It takes years to get there, and it, it's a lot of work. I give those kids a lot of credit. Yeah, it, it really does. And uh, speaking of a lot of work, I obviously can't undermine you, you know, the, the work you've been doing. And uh, among the things you do for uh, with your work is I know that uh, – you have to have a working relationship with uh, State Senator Jim Tedesco. Just yeah. tell us about that relationship, how that's been over the years, and how that's developed. I tell you, uh, Jim Tedesco is is the hardest working state representative I've ever known, and I've known quite a few of them. I've known Jim since uh, the early '90s, uh, and uh, he was uh, at that time a very very successful state representative. He really cared about helping those that might be interested in running for office someday. And he and I just happened to hit it off. And the first thing we worked on was a campaign song for George Pataki. Hmm. So Jim had the idea that we need to come up with our own campaign song. So he and I talked about it. And I do I do quite a bit of singing over the years. Uh, the Standard, Sinatra, Bobby Darin, okay. that All kind right. of thing. So we decided we would uh, use Lady is a Tramp. We changed the words, write our own song, and then I would sing it at different events. So we wrote Lady is a Tramp. Pataki is a Champ was the name of it. Wow. Insta- right. Instead of Lady is a Tramp. And uh, I still have the tape somewhere. Uh, a-, a neighbor of mine had a recording studio in his basement, so I went over there and recorded it with the backtrack with uh, Lady is a Tramp, like a, kind of like a karaoke thing. And uh, it was great. It caught on. 
I sang it at Jim's fundraiser. People saw that. They wanted me to sing it at different fundraisers around the Capital Region. Uh, there was an afternoon political show locally at that time that picked it up, and he played it on his show a few times and had me on the show. And, and then I sang it for George Pataki right before the election. So is this bleeding into, was this before his first term when he yes. was running in 94? Yeah, this was in 94, yeah. So that I go back to I go back with Jim Tedisco all the way to ninety four, but I, what what he uh, ninety three uh, ninety four, but what he has done working for the town of Clifton Park has just been just been incredible. What he gets done, whether he's in the majority or the minority, it doesn't matter. Jim gets things done, and he's just been an incredible representative for Clifton Park and Saratoga County. It's funny, quick side story. I had a minor surgery done on election day of ninety four. And there's only two reasons I remember it being that day. One, just because I there's a, there's a story f- from going into the surgery. I, I, well, there's always a story. Not appropriate for <laughs> on air. But the second reason I remember is because I remember when I eventually was kind of starting to come to finally, my mother was sitting next to me in the hospital, and she had just put on election night coverage from, C- from CBS 6. Liz Bishop was running it, wow. and it was Pataki's first run. And I remember them announcing him as the winner. So that's the only reason I ever remember the exact day of that surgery is because of the the surroundings of that night. It was it's 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 kind of funny to me just because I'm a weirdo and I remember weird things like that. But well, Jim and I still laugh about that all the time. You know, going back to that time yeah. frame and yeah. So uh, yeah, he's he's tremendous. So as part of Saratoga County, I just want to ask something that's not necessarily within the Clifton Park area, but it is something that has had big news recently, and that's. Um, the issues that have been going on within the Saratoga downtown area. I'm sure mm. you've heard about a lot of the stuff that's been going on there. Sure. Overall, your viewpoint on what's been going on there and the craziness that has been going on, especially the incident that happened like a week or two ago in the downtown area. Your thoughts about it? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. You know, we, we always joke the, about the old saying, nothing happens Nothing good happens after midnight, right? And uh, these bars are open till four o'clock in some cases. And there's been a series of issues and obviously, you know, culminating with this shooting uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, right in the city. And I guess it, it stemmed from a fight in one of the bars and spilled out into the street. One of the people involved is a sheriff deputy in Vermont. I think we've all read the story, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a tough situation. I I don't blame the city for wanting to consider, you know, moving those closing times up a little bit, maybe from four to two o'clock. Right now, that's something that only the county can approve. So the county board of supervisors would have to approve that as it stands today. I know the city's looking at other alternatives to get it done, but uh, it seems to me they definitely want to move the closing time from four to two. Now, obviously, we don't have to, but I'd, I'd like to address kind of the elephant in the room that's been kind of developing over the course of 2022. Sure. And that's the the bit of craziness surrounding you and certain members of the town board in Clifton Park. Yeah. Can you just kind of walk us through your side of the events and what had happened and obviously what the end result turned out to be with a couple of the board members resigning and now things... Seemingly on the on the quiet side, all all quiet on the western front now for you. Well, it's never quiet, but uh, pro- we could probably do this over like five shows. But I'll give you the thumbnail sketch. All right. So it's it's a long, long and sorted tale. 
But uh, and and we have an internal report that'll be coming out in the next few weeks that will basically encompass everything that's occurred. And it's it's incredible to think what was going on. Basically, you know, personal ambition can be a, a dangerous thing at times, uh, especially when people go about it the wrong way. And yeah, there were uh, you know a couple of town board members that were enlisting the help of town employees to, uh, I'm the main target as town supervisor, but me and other folks working for the town were were generally the target. And uh, they embarked on a plan to eventually either drive me out of office or or see to it that I can't run again in 23. And there were, um, you know, basically trying to make, make up issues they're trying to create issues within town hall. And then as they create the issues, point to the issues and say, see, look at all these problems in town hall. Obviously, it's the supervisor that's causing all this. That, that's what was going on, just a very brief uh, overview. The part about enlisting, now, you know, politics is politics. You know, if somebody wants my job, fine. I mean, that's, that's not, a, not a big deal. I've run 12 times. I understand politics. But there's a way to go about it, and there's a way not to go about it. Enlisting employees to do your bidding, uh, somebody that, and in this case, you have your position within the town as an elected official in the town board, it's difficult for people to tell you no about some things, right? So if if you're enlisting their help and asking them to do things on your behalf, it puts employees in a very difficult position. So- Unfortunately, there was at least one that uh, said yes uh, through emails and phone records that we have. The extent of the planning and organizing and coordinating for this disgusting collusion uh, that was that was in place between these parties, the extent of it was enormous and time-consuming. We have wasted tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds, probably more than a thousand hours at this point of uh, employee time. The taxpayers have been robbed by these people. And uh, the the Schenectady Gazette uh, wrote a, a story about it um, earlier this month. Uh, it appeared in the paper on a Saturday. The reporter had foiled a lot of documents, had kind of followed what was happening mm-hmm. um, on the surface, and was able to piece a lot of things together take a lot of the take a between what he foiled and what he saw take a, take that put it together and write a story and 2 days after that article appeared in the paper uh, two town board members resigned uh, they handed in their resignation letters at the same time historic I, I don't know that that's ever happened certainly nowhere around here that I can remember where uh, you had more than one elected official on the same legislative body resign under questionable circumstances at the same time. I, I don't know that that's ever happened. So it's an historic happening in Clifton Park. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a negative thing for Clifton Park. I think it gives the town a black eye. But I think people have seen that as this has been going on for the last two years, you know, I've been dealing with this for two years, the town has never slowed was never knocked off its game, remained focused, as I told you at the beginning of this interview, how important that is. 
and we continue to move forward. And certainly now we are in a much better spot. I know a lot of the employees are very relieved that they no longer have somebody knocking on their door, wanting to talk to them, wanting to enlist them in something. Um, so we have uh, a tremendous amount of email, evidence, phone records, uh, and that's all going to be in this report that'll be coming out. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it seems like the a lot fire, of fire has yeah. uh, <laughs> been pretty well extinguished, but obviously... You know, we uh, we'll see oh well, well, people like that never go away. Oh well, I mean, they just get more mad, right? You know, so so they yeah, they, they, they just get more angry because now now they've now they've resigned, run out on their responsibilities, uh, turn their back on their oath. They took an oath, and and they abuse their office. They cost the taxpayers. Tens of thousands of dollars so far, never mind all the hours that have been wasted right. with taxpayers paying employees, turned their back on their oath, screwed the taxpayers, and then cowardly resigned. That's the kind of character that we're dealing with with those individuals. They should be ashamed of themselves. Well, I'm glad to see you're on the the other side of this, it seems like now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll... We'll see if anything else develops from this, but uh, I definitely think uh, you're, you're looking good at this point. So I want to thank you, Phil. I know you're a busy man, so I want to thank, thank you, you for Brian. coming on the show. And thank you for being uh, as open and honest as possible. And uh, we'll definitely catch up more often going forward now that uh, we got this going on. Well, I want to congratulate you because this show is very important. I know it's broadcast in different parts of the state. And, uh, you know, the fact that you were chosen to follow... Somebody like Joe Condon says a lot for you and your, reputa- your reputation and your talents that you were chosen to follow in Joe's footsteps, which is not an easy thing. But uh, I know you're, you're going to really do well in this position. You've got great experience, radio talent, conversationalism, which is fantastic, which is hard to do. You know, a lot of people that don't do radio don't realize how hard that is, and you make it look easy. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. Same to you, sir. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Albany Street. We thank you for tuning in. If you ever want to catch up on any part of this episode that you missed or any of the past episodes since I've taken over as host about, oh, almost two months ago, you can go to b95.com slash Albany dash street. You can see all the past episodes right there ever since mid-October. For Phil Barrett, I'm Brian Katie. Thank you again for checking out this edition of Albany Street. The historic bells of Albany City Hall close out another edition of Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. This program, pre-recorded.